Hey, it's live. Yup. I guess it's live. Hey everyone. Hi, I'm Gonsheng right here. This will be my first podcast, and I'm going with my guest. Before we, I mean my guest, I guess I'll tell you guys that hope you don't mind. This is very um. I'm not well prepared for this, and I guess I'll write to do podcast in the capability that I have. And we are going to talk about Mount Immediate today. So before that, I, let me welcome you guys, my guest, which is Raymond and Gon Ong. Raymond is Hi, a new pastor, and Gon Ong is my friend that I know from Clubhouse, is Raymond Wu. So yeah. <laughs> I forgot to turn on my mic. Speaking of Mount Immediate. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Johnson. Thanks for having me. And good to see you, John Ong. Good to see you too, Raymond and, and John Shen. Exciting, exciting first podcast. Yeah. Think, Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. I think I start this off because of your encouragement as well. I think before that, I did not get to go live just because I have a lot of outside that I'm worried about and concerned about. And I think beyond Clubhouse, you guys have encouraged me so much. And here we are today, my first podcast. Congrats. Thank you. And we're and so happy to be a go. part of your first podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. I know, especially at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Good morning, Jonong. <laughs> morning to you. Oh, good morning. <laughs> have you eaten your breakfast? No, I don't. I don't typically have breakfast, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so gone on. I think uh, you are working as um video also in kind of multimedia industry as well. I think Raymond or some sort are in the multimedia industry. So I think this is the best that we are here to discuss to talk about multimedia. So I would like to know what is multimedia to you. Uh, perhaps I can start first, Johnson. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, to me, multimedia is a combination of um, more than one media source, which um, basically would mean, uh, like what we're doing over here is is actually double double source, which is video and audio. And sometimes, if you take into account the platform that you are using, that's another source a source by itself, so to speak. So it's a combination of uh, multi-sources to, to communicate messages across to either an audience, uh, well, an audience, or whether it's big or it's small or a smaller group of people. That, to me, is multimedia. And um, with that, of course, comes the equipment part, which I, I think we'll be talking about later, <laughs> which John Ong is very excited about. So that, to me, is multimedia, a combination, multi-multi-sources, uh, all combined, and it can be two or more. Yeah, I Hold yeah on. i i have that I have that same understanding as well. Multimedia, uh, meaning for for me, it's I guess me the the medium. I guess the various different medium come together uh, for the purpose of communicating to me. So multimedia is a combination of various different uh, um, media sources to do uh to communicate a certain message or story i always write in my profile i'm a multimedia uh, storyteller because i utilizes those things for instance video right now we have two we have video and audio and sometimes even animation or, or even other things as you know new technology comes into the picture we might actually have more things uh, in the multi portion of multimedia. So, but the traditional ones to me are typically uh, photography, videography, and audio. And video and audio sort of go hand in hand, unless you're talking about silent film. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, that's what multimedia to me is using various different uh, media sources. And even yeah. for audio, one is for speaking and one is music. So that's already two two mediums, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. correct. Rule. 
I think Mount Imgur for me is also a combination of text, art, sound, animation, and video. Because with all this combination, you produce a multimedia itself. You know, it's a multimedia. So it's a multiple media that combine into one. And it can be delivered gigi early. And I think before gigi came on, it is traditionally. And I think with multimedia, it's a lot of thing involved. So I think, yeah, that is multimedia to me. Yeah, I also think that because of the modern technology, it is made available to more people. I think previously, I guess before digital came about, I guess analog too, I guess I started playing with, with cameras and, and sound using VHS, um, what's it called, camcorder. So back then, it, the consumer... Consumers already are exposed to some of those already, but I think because of modern technology, it's making it available to most people, especially being able to live stream like right now. Where are we live streaming to? By the way, where are we? <laughs> My Facebook. Around the world. Okay, okay. <laughs> Globally. <laughs> are we on Clubhouse? No, you want to pipe in? Oh. <laughs> I think Johnson's streaming this um, to um, Facebook, right? Yes, correct. Okay. It, it feels well, odd that the three of us are talking and we're not on Clubhouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the next one is I want to mention about what is a major use in multimedia. Well, I think the major use is is communicating, like like I, John Ong and and I also mentioned, um, either a message, or it could be music, and there could be a message in the music as well, and of course, um, any other information or data. Sometimes it's just information or just data that you want to transmit to another party, whether it's single party or multi parties. And um, I, I think that's 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 what it, it is for me. Yeah, and also expression. To add to that, is I, I feel like expression is another thing. How do you communicate about yourself? How do you express? It? Like for instance, if I sing a song, I want to express my a certain emotion. Um, it, usually, that comes with a little bit of stories as well. So yeah, expression and communication. Johnson, will we be having a demo of John Ong's um, singing? <laughs> have to follow me on Clubhouse. <laughs> at, yeah, John nice one. at John Ong. <laughs> yeah, if for me, the major use of Mount Ibiza is very good applied to education. Because Sugan mm. is something somehow they wanted to love in an interactive way. So multimedia form will really apply to education sector itself, as well as businesses. You know, in business, multimedia can do a lot of like promoting, marketing, also advertising that attract you, like how Facebook it promotes to us. So in also in entertainment and be used as well. And even have a lot of animations, it can be stop motion, and all of that are using uh, multimedia on end. So I actually, is, actually, yeah. sorry. I actually went into this field because of my my great interest in. I started my interest started with audio and and video. Uh, like I mm -hmm. got a VHS camcorder, and I was already starting to film things. And of course, that comes with with sound as well. Sound is with the the mini compo that I had when I was growing up that has a oh record my function. Wow. <laughs> I've not mini heard the phrase the phrase mini compo for ages. Wow. That mini brings compo. back memories. Yes. Oh, I'm a little yeah. shiny. I just saw my picture. I'm a little shiny. Mini compo. Wow. Mini compo. And mini compo has the, the record function where you can record things. And I would do my own radio drama because I'm also very fascinated by radio drama. And then finally, when I got into my first job, right? Uh, and so I went to school for broadcasting and film, but then my first job when I first came out, it was right around the late 90s. And that is when motion graphics came into picture. In fact, there wasn't a name for it. 
So it's essentially using graphic design, but make it uh, moving with motion. And that became another layer, another another platform, another medium now to communicate. So I did TV commercial for for uh, more than ten years doing using motion motion graphics. So that to me is another thing. So I'm always drawn to multimedia somehow because of the the interest that I had with video and audio at a very very young age. Yeah, I think I also started somewhere around like my primary school. I learned about multimedia, but I was not so into it back then, just because that I feel like it is not so important. Until I went into high school, then I realized how important multimedia about. So that, that also started my interest of photography and also in argue. So on the argue side, I'm quite interested uh, make it as a hobby while photography now I have converted into my full-time job. Oh, that's awesome. How actually I'm curious mm-hmm. how because I I I left Malaysia when I was 21. So that was many years ago. 1995 I left Malaysia. So I don't how I don't think I went through any education that taught as multimedia or even expose us to multimedia. I don't know what school was like when you went to school. Did you did you have like extracurricular activity that involved multimedia or an actual class about multimedia? I think this will came out with the story of I am not really concentrated in school. We are most <laughs> of the time I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a medium. Yeah. Dreaming is a medium. <laughs> But I'm lucky that I've got a sir that I would say a very good friend of mine as well who knows that I can't really study and I think he gave me a lot of spaces in school to do like photography and repairing computer and IT stuff including sound system. So I think that is where I start to learn and I'm okay. Well, in my case, uh, back in school, I don't remember ever having any multimedia courses or clubs per se. We may have had some photography or photographer's club, which I wasn't interested in then. Um, I I can't say I'm really interested in it now, but uh, video certainly has come into the picture. And we all take pictures with our our iPhones and and all that all the time. So I wish I had learned something about photography when I was younger. But for me, how how this all came about for me, well, during the school days, we we had the only multimedia that I was interested in was um, a a Discman or, or, you know, anything that could play music cassette recorders we had cassette recorders and we had mini compos we listened to radio you know and and that was amazing because those days we we were actually listening to live events on the radio and of course sometimes on tv i remember on tv that was the biggest multimedia then because when it made a splash we we even had in school um, muhammad ali's boxing match in the olympics it was broadcast live and we got to see it during a class lesson mm. you know that was that was really something and then for for radio you know later on we we listened to events over the radio and and i think they had a lot of radio plays you know like uh, radio dramas uh, both in english and chinese and and that's that's how it, it got me started and i think that's the reason why I started developing this thing about listening and hearing voices and audio, people speaking, trying to make out the different characters from different people who are actually playing different roles. Because we we, we can't see them on radio. We can only imagine how they look like based on how they portray the character. So that that's how I got interested in audio. And I, I think you guys know that even until today, when you mention audio, um, you know, I I get excited. <laughs> yeah. yep. I still feel like audio is, to me, I don't know about everybody else, even though my rice bowl, what I make money from is actually in mm. video. 
And to me, I'm still drawn to, and I think the power of audio is always overlooked because there's audio and video, and you cannot have like I don't, I doubt silent film is going to be very popular, but if you have radio drama, any sort of audio only platform, Clubhouse, for instance, is is a proof of that. Is that audio is so powerful it can stand alone and the other multimedia platform always uses sound so yeah, that's why yeah, sound is so important yeah i agree with that yeah, with all you see no matter what type of multimedia in type of context other you have slideshow you have video it is also synchronized with audio So audio is the main form of it. Because, like we communicate is through audio. We singing also is audio. We listen to radio is also audio. We, we are looking at advertising also audio. So audio is also is a very main playing a main role in part of multimedia. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And and also because I think generally people are are, are split into three different types of consumers of of content we have the those who are, are visual those who are auditory and and those who are kinesthetic and and what happens is some of them can be a combination of two or all three but sometimes they are just one so someone could be just purely auditory and auditory people are the ones who who just love to listen to stuff listen to content they don't have to see it and of course there are those who are visual they must see it And of course, with the visual, it it has to have some audio, but they must see it in order to comprehend and absorb the the audio that they're listening to. Sorry, Raymond, my yes. studio light went out for a second. I hey, don't worry. No worries. No so distracting. Is there a button that I can mute my visual? Like <laughs> <I> hide. <laughs> Stop the cam. <laughs> my camera, Ikea, Ikea lamp, very cheap. So, <laughs> oh, okay. There it goes. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to move on to what do you think is the most challenging about multimedia? Oh, challenging in in what sense? Mm. It depends. I I think it depends on. I think it's more challenging for the the party that's trying to use multimedia for whatever objectives and purposes that they have in mind, because in part to see whether they can actually come up with the content that they want to create, which would be effective in communicating with whatever message it may be to to the audience. So, I, I guess if you're you're looking at that challenge, then We would probably go into the creative aspect of multimedia, um, the equipment to to churn out and and uh, produce the kind of content which people will enjoy watching. So you know, when I say people enjoy watching, it, it means so many things because some people are okay with say 720p. Some people. Can only watch 1080p. Some people can only watch 4K and nothing else. You know that kind of stuff. So yeah. the 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 onus is on the content creator themselves. Uh, that's where the big challenge is because they have to first identify what what is their target audience and what their target audience actually want to watch, listen, and uh, consume. I. It's it's very exciting. I mean, the, the good question is very broad, so you can take it from whether or not you have the internet. Uh, so mm. that could be a challenge, you know. If if you really like 4K to consume 4K video, and if you have really bad internet connection, that that's a challenge, right? <laughs> you you have the heart to watch something, uh, or or especially content creator to do something. In at a at a higher quality, but you you are unable to. Sometimes it's limit limitation of the hardware itself. The computer or the camera is unable to do uh, the high resolution. But taking the other routes that I think could be a challenge is sometimes the fixation. I think I see a lot of young people get very fixated on equipment, and I think sometimes that challenge. Is 
now it's good. I, I'm not saying I love my I myself love very certain type of equipment, but sometimes we're all like that. Fix- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's how we connect it. Sometimes, sometimes a uh, content creation is stifled uh, by the obsession of equipment. And then you want to wait until you get the best equipment before you start creating. And then you lose out on the opportunity of actually making and creating. I think sometimes for content creator, that's a reminder. I have to tell myself all the time, uh, I was struggling to get my camera on before we get on. (laughs) And could I have switched to my laptop computer camera? Yes, I was like obsessing trying to get this camera on because, you know, the studio looks the best and hopefully me look better too. (laughs) So I think obsession with equipment sometimes could stifle the the content creation itself. I totally agree with you, John Ong, but I I, I have to say this, Johnson, I actually take my hat off to you because you, you kicked off this podcast simply based on whatever equipment that you currently have already. And um, I know as time goes by, the more podcasts you do, obviously you're going to sort of upgrade your equipment. But I I really take my hat off to you because you can actually make the decision and just go ahead just with whatever equipment you have. And I believe your your headphones are your your earbuds now, right? So that one, I I really take my hat off to you. And I think... For anyone else who wants to do podcasts, just do it with whatever you have. Don't 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 obsess over equipment because the idea is once you get it started, then only you'll find out what you really need to upgrade. Otherwise, don't bother to upgrade. Just go ahead. So, hats off to you, Johnson. Thanks, Raymond. I think I agree. I only agree with you because I've been in in for some time. Should I get podcast a pro? Should I get a better mic and V7 <laughs> before I kickstart everything? But I think after I learned for a few months, I guess I'll come to conclusion that no matter what, do first. Then only see what you really need and what is the next thing that you have to upgrade. If you could not be quiet, I can proceed with this system for in couple of months. Maybe when I reach certain amount of viewers or certain amount of subscribers, then I will see how we get. Yeah, I want to add. Yeah. Sorry. Finish it up. Yeah, but I think in the final outcome is about what you want. And no matter how you implement it, make sure you're able to achieve your end goal. For me, my end goal is very simple. is to get a Good discussion out of it. I think that is the most important thing in the end of the day. You can bring knowledge and bring a lot of lot of technical knowledge to you as well. You might not know, but you can learn as we go. Yeah, I, I wanted to add <clears throat> my microphone, uh, lighting, studio setup was because of my podcast, right? And I wanted to to set the context that I started the podcast in 2004, uh, well, actually, my Bene Hockey in 2005, but I started my podcasting because I have the equipment back in 2004. And I already have a a small, I think, eight-track Behringer mixer, and I have like a cheap Behringer microphone. And I got that because I, I wanted to record my singing. So I have the equipment already. So I I I was drawn into podcasting because of the equipment. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I read about podcasting back in 2004, an article online, and it says something about like, you know, using uh, RSS feed to uh, distribute audio content. They didn't talk about video back then. And the creation of that only required you to have a mic and a way, a means of recording it. And I thought, hey, I just have this all this new equipment. I might as well try to to use it. So I was I was exposed to it. Simple equipment at the uh, in two thousand four, but over time, you can go back to look at my YouTube video of my podcast. The studio is. It's just me sitting with my webcam. I literally, I put books on top of my laptop so that I can use my webcam to look at whatever it's in the back. And I use an eyesight camera, a really old eyesight camera, the one with like a little tube thing. I still have it. So, it, you know, it 
the equipment can evolve and and you can upgrade over time. I just wanted to tell people that you don't have to have a lot of stuff to start with. In fact, I started off with the uh, I didn't have computer communication software like you know what we have today. You know, Streamyard or I just realized Streamyard is right above my head. So <laughs> Streamyard or anything we we I I actually use I actually have my podcasting shrine back there in the drawer that I started with a flip phone to 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 communicate with uh, flip phone and phone cards to call my friends in Malaysia to start my podcast. So start simple, just start creating and and having thick skin so that you don't get discouraged by people criticizing you because who cares? It's your show. <laughs> yeah, correct. Agree. I want to add another question in. Yeah. Like, because I'm sure that I'm a very young generation. I mean, I'm not that young, but still younger generation. Than, so is John Ong and me. Yes, <laughs> right. We were classmates, remember? At heart. At heart. At heart. <laughs> so I want to know, like, how have Mount Emilia evolved over the years? Mm. I think I think it's evolved over the years very much in part due to the advancement of the digital space, especially with Wi-Fi and the internet. That that to me is is where the quantum leap is. Because in the past, without the internet and without Wi-Fi, I think the the existing the available platforms were were very limited and um with that of course your audience target and your audience size is also limited so if 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 we we just look back probably i i don't know maybe 30 40 years ago you know the main medium for pushing content was radio and television these were the two main ones. Of course, then you had the uh, um, print. Print is, is also a media, but it's, it's a single form of media. It's not really multi. Well, it's, it's multimedia in a way because it's got text and it's also got pictures. But there's no video and there's no audio. So those days, you only had those two. And, and the way it's transmitted, it's, it's through you know the, the, the airwaves and so forth. But... Over time, what's what's happened is with the development of uh, you know Wi-Fi and and the internet, I think that really gave an explosion to the creators of content to actually reach out to their own audience, because in the past it was the big boys who could do it. Only the big boys had had the the resources to yeah. to adopt you know whether it's radio or TV. But today, anyone can do it. Just like what what you are doing now, Johnson, and and you know uh, John Ong with your podcast, with uh, um, what's happening in in your own space. In the past, you couldn't do a podcast. You if you wanted a, a show like this, you had to be either with a television station to have your own program, or you have you've got to do a radio show. So to me, it it's evolved tremendously. It's that's the quantum leap for me. Yeah, but I uh, yeah to add on to that the 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 advancement of technology to equipment as well, and that allows mm. us to to be able to have access to better cameras, uh, better audio equipment. Because you know, frankly, the SM7B was just completely out of the the budget of most people you know and today we can actually get those you know it may not be exactly the same part but but the, the original <laughs> sm7 right so i think um uh, another another thing that that changed evolved over time is the distribution i think like what raymond was saying the internet allow us to be able to distribute content and that totally exploded. I think without the internet, we are probably not going to be as uh, interested in creating multimedia content because you can create like me, my childhood, I create my own multimedia content. I do, I do dubbing, audio, and video. But who's the audience? Me. 
I, I was creating it for myself, <laughs> one person. And it was fun for me, but I don't know if everybody is going to be able to use it as a tool of communication because I'm only communicating communicating to myself in that sense. So when internet came about, it really exploded the, the uh, I guess, liberated any sort of multimedia communication, you can send it to everybody. When I first started podcasting was when I realized the power of podcasting because here I am in the middle of America being able to talk about language preservation in Penang, where I came from. It is like super odd idea. Why is the founder of this podcast that preserve a language specifically spoken in one little location in Malaysia, Northern Malaysia, the host is actually in America. And so before all the, the explosion of technology, all that would be very difficult to achieve. Yeah, I think, yes, I totally agree with you because when I was born, I think it's already in the era of gigi age. So I already started with all the, like, the blog, the vlogs, and also that is also part of about immigrant content. And I think when I started as a blogger, I was like having a way bit if like having a nice photo, having a nice content, and also sometimes you may need to insert some video on that. So it get evolved. Now we have vlog, get replaced blog, a bit confusing. We have TikToks, we have YouTube, and I think that is get how I see the mob media has evolved over the time. And I think I'm not sure how will be in the future, maybe in the next five years' time. But if I may just add, what, what's happened today as I see it, this, this is perhaps just my perspective. As technology evolves and um, it becomes more readily available to the masses, it's going to spurn another different set of problems because now your distribution network has become distribution networks they have yeah. become multiple and your platforms have also mushroomed you know so the the problem that i think we will be facing is you can create some of the best content today but in order to cover all the bases so that you can push your content out to, to your audience, you now have to adopt so many different platforms just to make sure that your content can really go out there. And that, I think, will be a challenge for, for the new startups, in whether it's podcast or, or video production and, and stuff like that. Yeah, because we have a lot of voices right now, we are not limited mm. to one we have thousands of millions of voices on and out there. So I think each people have their own preference, category, their own preference of multimedia that they want to see and how creative they are. So I guess it's in the next few years, upcoming field with the metaverse, I think it's also part of multimedia. And do you think? I'm not sure. Maybe an L. Yeah, Shall I think everything see? is going to be multimedia, frankly, <clears throat> because mm. we live in this digital world and mm. called uh, the internet, right? Anything mm. involved with the internet is going to be multimedia for sure. And I think the fundamentals are the same. Audio is still going to be audio. Video is going to be, still be video. Photography, writing, like blogging and all that, <clears throat> or, or any sort of content, right, that we read will still be the same, but how we use it is going to be very different. I want to add on to, that's a very good point that Raymond brought up about the, the, um, the noise, the ad additional outlets that we now have. It creates that the, the necessity for you to be not only live streaming Facebook, now you have to go to YouTube and then you have to go to Twitch and there are, and then TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. There's so and Clubhouse, my favorite. <laughs> and so then it becomes so uh, crowded out there. No matter how good your content is, people have to comb through all the noise. So you have good content, you, uh, you, but you still need to stand out. And I think that is when 
there is a time when you're able to hone your skills in communication with using multimedia. That's when the time you think about how to stand out, how to be different, and that's when you start to think about how can I upgrade my my audio. How can I find an equipment that would help me do my job even better? But yep. the the starting point. Don't wait until you have the best equipment because you got to start your your skill. The I guess the other medium is yourself. <laughs> Yeah, right? right. You can have audio and video and still not be good, but uh, on the flip side, you can be so good, but maybe then you're stifling by by a technology or by equipment, and that's when you upgrade. So that that's why I'm fascinated. Yeah, by... I think that is a very good point because that is how I started, and I think yeah, because I was in in of starting a podcast actually way back long like few years ago but i was having the gout time and having i'm stuck in the environment that i am having should i have equipment first or should i improve myself first and i think that was a very gout moment that i have and until recently i sought all this out and here we are and I think you have to, you kind of have to have both, you know, at the same time. You, you Today, it's much easier. Back then, when I was growing up, before um, smart uh, smartphone or or even like just handphone, it, it was, you got to have some sort of an equipment, right? And and yeah. being able to do video and audio is so easy these days with, with smartphones. So it's it's much easier these days compared to back then. I was have I have a question to ask Johnson. When when yep. was it that you what year? <laughs> because <laughs> I call myself a podcast evangelist when it first came out because mm. nobody knew what podcasting was. Mm-hmm. I I remember taking a couple of tours back in Malaysia as a Penang Hokkien podcast founder. I go to places like uh Switch to where they sell computer, right? I would be yep. there talking about podcasting about how to do podcasts why why do you want to listen to podcasts because nobody knows what podcasting is didn't yes this was back in 2000 maybe 2006 you know ahead of its time the limitation i think because was the the exposure to inexpensive good internet connection and that was the big hurdle because if you want to listen to the show, you got to be able to have internet connection and be able to download that file. If the file is over 20 megabyte, I got complaints. <laughs> the file's too big. Uh, now my file is like a 150 megabyte on a short episode. I'm not sure on, on, a, on a smaller file, sometimes it's over 200 episodes if it's in stereo. So it, I think I want to know when was it that was – what, that you were exposed to podcasts, like you heard of it, know of it, and then when was it that you wanted to create one? Oh, sorry, I'm I asking. Think I as opposed to it seem like I couldn't remember the year, but I know that it was after my high school era. I know about it like during my high school, but I was not so into it. And Gigan, go and what year was that? Is it 2000 something? after 2010 okay that's good to know that's good to know because i i I, yeah okay so that that took a while but i'm so glad it finally took off it took years and years before anybody we i would have to explain what podcast is every single time when i tell people about (laughs) i used to call it internet radio (laughs) so that it's easier for people to understand yeah i think back then i was like Having a you know, you know that Penang is not a very good places for internet connection back then. I mean now it's a lot better right now, but back then was like a very just a remix, and you want to load something also is very hard to load. So back then I was not that heavy user, that heavy heavy user with surf internet. But after once my I came out from high school, I went to the college. I think that is the time where I get exposed to a lot of things, and I also try off a lot of things. And I, because for me, I like to listen to people sharing knowledge or sharing something. That is some of my one of my passion because I always love to learn and to improve myself and to improve my knowledge. So I don't stop myself beyond that. I always go beyond whatever my own capability. 
And I think people may say me reggae because I might spend a lot, a lot of hours just watching and repeat again, again one of our podcasts or video just to learn things around. Well, for me, you, you know what I I got my the first time I got exposed to podcasts was probably when I bought my first iPod. Ah, uh, which one it was that? What model? <laughs> I think it was after after the white one. The you know the first model was the white one with the uh -huh. click thing, right? Yeah, click. Then after click that, wheel? yeah, yeah, the click so, wheel. Yeah. Is it after? Does it have the four buttons on top? I can't remember, but it was a slim, slim one like this. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious because yeah. I, so, I I love I, that yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but but that was the first time Did I. Have video? I, Can you see look at video on the no, iPod? No, no, right? That's before that. No. Okay. Yeah, it was before that, and and that was my first exposure to podcasts. Then I realized that wow, there there are many podcasts. So I listened to a few and I, I followed a few, and then later on when I got my my first Mac, um, I think it was under music if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? it's under iTunes. Yeah, I, uh, yes, correct. Yeah, under, under iTunes, yeah. So that's that's how I I discovered pod, podcasts. And and like Johnson, I I wanted to learn a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I found some of the titles very interesting. And those days, the the podcasts were were purely audio, you know. Yeah. Um, especially on on that platform, so it was all audio. It, it was interesting. I I did have some problems when I listened to you know a podcast. Different people were talking. Sometimes they had two guests, like you know one host, like like Johnson, your host now, and then you have two guests. So there are three people, and sometimes two of them actually sound the same. So that mm -hmm. was oh, why. <laughs> but you have to really catch the 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 slight differences, the small differences, to make out who is talking. So that was my exposure to podcasts. I think I'm the only non-podcaster here. <laughs> I, I was I was just gonna say, Raymond, when you discover podcast, to me, you be mm. the first person I would think should we probably already have a podcast out. But I, I don't know. Well, tell tell us why. Tell us why. Do you have you have, you've thought of it? I'm sure. Yes, I I have thought of it, but um, I've I've I think there's well. I'll tell you this much from from the podcasters I know, including you, Jono. It it does require dedication and some discipline because you have to be consistent. And if if you're going to start this, then you have to be to go all out and make it a part of your your monthly or weekly routine. So consistency needs to be there. So an extra dose of discipline is actually required. And I, I, I do have my hands rather full, so I wouldn't want to go into something and then, you know, just drop off from there. So I'm avoiding that. So, so when you're retired sometime and then start a podcast, perhaps. you got your equipment, yeah. MV7 is right there in front of you. <laughs> yep. And both of you will be my first guests. Hey! <laughs> okay, we got this recorded, John. Yes. <laughs> Awesome, that's great. Awesome. Okay, let me move on to the next topic, which is what sort of hardware or software get is the best for multimedia? All right, over to you, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> the best the best hardware is the one that you have with you all the time, available to you all the time. Um I think there will be a time that we can talk more specifically about assessing what you already have and then think about what's next for you, right? But I think to most people, the best one is the one that's available to you right now. And I'm talking about budget, so how much money you can spend on it, or whether or not you have an iPhone uh, or an Android phone, a smartphone, you already have most of the things that you need to be able to do what you need to do. Yes, it may not be as good looking as, say, like a, 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 a red camera, but by the time it gets put out there, the quality could be so good, but the content is also king, right? You want to make sure your content is really good. And the reason why I tell people, I always tell people, don't wait for the equipment to do what you want to do. It's, it's to train your 
your content creation skill. Because if you wait until you get the equipment, you have the best equipment and you put it out there, but your skill is weak. It shows when your quali video quality is so good and audio quality is so good. Then, then you then you look like and you start talking <laughs> like I'm afraid. That then people don't want to watch. People feel uncomfortable. So I think go out and do what you need to do because it takes time for your skill to develop. It only takes money to get better equipment, but it takes time for you to get. Uh, better on on camera or on recordings. So I think the best equipment is what you have. Whatever you have right now, go for it and think about upgrading later. I know that's not what you're what you're looking for, but but to me that's like the 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 key thing. So whatever you have, your smartphone, I think is the best equipment. Yeah, I just want to jump in on that one. What what John Ong said is actually very true. The best. Um, Immediately, you can just start off with whatever handphone that you have. Everything is there. And, and you can actually decide whether to do audio only or audio with video. So the, the key, again, as John Ong has stressed, you need to develop the skill of podcasting, which is basically speaking and communicating. The sooner you start and the more often you do it, the better you will become. And then gradually you upgrade, then everything will match and come into, you know, some kind of a, a cohesive thing, you know. And then you will sound fantastic and so forth. But the content, because when we start and develop this practice, it's almost like you're, you're developing a skill to, to master it. The more you do it, the better you get and things will keep flowing, will start to flow smoother and your communication skills will also improve. And then whatever message you have for people will be easily digested and, and comprehended by people. So that is certainly the way to go. And I, I just wanted to add in, you know what, when, when I first did my, when I first did my Zoom training sessions with some of my students, I, I was only using a laptop using the 720p camera on my laptop, using the microphone on my laptop, which now, you know, today I know it sounded awful, but the students still got what they needed in terms of guidance and, and you know, teachings and and the, the knowledge and the lessons. But it's so much better now with, with a, a better camera, with a better microphone. But if I had waited to... To get all this, then I think um, I would have shortchanged my students. <laughs> they would have waited ages. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so we we just went with it. I mean, we looked off when the audio was not good. You know, it sounded robotic because you had to travel over uh, this cheap microphone in this laptop, and you know, and and that's where people get fatigued. People get fatigued. Because your audio is not good, your your visual, your video quality is not good. So that's that's where I learned. So now back to equipment, John Ong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Equipment. <laughs> so, uh, yes, equipment. I th I I don't know what is the best. That's a tough one. I can say for for myself. I I think it's difficult for other people. I think because everybody comes in at a different. Um, a different part of their journey, right? Uh, so let's set skill set aside and just talk okay. about equipment. All so right. I think a good microphone is so crucial and so overlooked, especially with people who love uh, visuals. Sometimes they overlook audio. I think audio is 50%, if not more, of a video content. And so, you know, if I, if I sound like, like that, so it's like, you know, like, like this, you're going to get distracted because you're not focused. I'm, on what I'm, 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 I'm turning off now. <laughs> you can't, it is so distracting. So, and it's true. It's very yeah, true. You know, you know what? When yeah, people totally. can't hear the thing and, and it's, it's uh, intermittent, people just get turned off and people would just yes. tune out. It's very, very distracting. So I'd say an, an audio equipment, uh, like a microphone of some sort, 
that's good enough to capture your voice. And I, I like something, it depends on your usage, right? If you're just speaking, then get a microphone, like a dynamic, a good dynamic mic where it is only focusing on wh where you're speaking into and not so much on the, on the side, you know, your voices kind of drop. Then that would reject all the, the noise that comes from um, other places. And that would help people, again, your goal is to have them stay focused on your voice, your speaking voice. So when you speak far away from your microphone, you're, you're, you're adding the space, the distance between your voice and your equipment, that's distraction because you're adding noise and, and other distractions. If you want people to listen to you and skill site, or put skill aside, uh, skill set aside, if you're just talking about voice, just reduce the friction between your voice and the audience. Get as close as possible. Be present. Uh, of course, speaking technique, you can learn from Raymond how <laughs> to speak effectively. <laughs> but I think having a good microphone is key. It's hard to tell you specifically which equipment because there are different scenarios where you're going to need different types of microphones. For instance, video, sometimes you need a shotgun because you're away from the microphone. So this, this microphone is great for close proximity where voice is the key. If you want to be in a shot that's wider, you got to step back and then you may want to need it. You may need a shotgun or a, 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 a lapel mic or something to do that. So, but audio wise, I think uh, a good microphone, an appropriate microphone is a good microphone. Yeah, I price agree tag. with that because as I can see over the past year, especially when we have a pandemic, everybody's staying at home. We have online meetings, we have online study, and I can see a lot of people going to have a good mic, especially they have a very noisy background noise, and we can't even hear anything about what they are talking about, what they are discussing about. So it's kind of annoying. But I, yeah, I agree that we, equipment is not that important, but have a, at least a better mic that can help you to have clearer sound. That will help you instead of your, like, let people understand more and let people understand clearly what you are talking about. You know, I'm going to say something which probably will be very unpopular. And I know, I know things are evolving all the time. But if you have a laptop, any built-in camera or any built-in microphone is just not up to the mark for for me in my opinion and i know things are evolving with you know especially with the launch of the new macs and all that everything has become so much better it, it will take it, it will have to run its course before you know manufacturers whether it's apple or anybody else you know they they begin to start putting in really high quality audio visual um peripherals in in their their laptops and and desktops so still not up to par, right? You you you've got to, and sometimes it doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, sometimes it's true. when we think yeah. about additional equipment, we mm. think about additional costs. Yes, extra costs, but I have seen so many people spend hundreds and thousands of ringgit <laughs> and dollars and still get horrible uh, equipment because they got the wrong. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But correct. let's let's just talk about microphones, okay? A cheap lavalier mic which probably could be in the region of 20 ringgit ringgit is it's it's going to sound way better than whatever built-in microphone you have on your computer anyway so you're right it doesn't have to be expensive and certain cheap stuff just because it's external it's it's a it's a microphone specific microphone to serve a specific purpose the laptop is not there to really serve your purpose for audio and visual when it was first created and and like i said it's evolving all the time and one day it probably will be just as good but for now any external microphone which is a standalone single purpose equipment will do way better than whatever you have built in that's that's my my experience even pasamala microphones Yes, 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 I agree totally. Oops. Uh, what was that? That was that. 
interaction. Uh -huh. that's, that's graphics. That is uh, multimedia. <laughs> a chiron, or what is a lower third. <laughs> I think maybe he was trying to eject us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, and it didn't too work. Much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, software? In, Did you software talk about DJI software too? Yes. Oh, software. Like, are I you think software I'm... is a very complicated part. Oh, we have Windows, we have Macs, we have Linux. And uh, smartphones like yes. Android and iOS. That's software. I don't know. Uh, software. Okay, so I maybe I can only speak for my own experience. I have always been an Apple fan. No, you've all of you know <laughs> because I felt like um, because Apple Apple computers helped me. Uh, and allow me, allow me to be able to utilize my interest in multimedia because they've always made computers that allow me to express myself and share my stories, do my my video. So um, I guess my first computer that allowed me to actually edit a video and then, and actually have a final piece of video out was my uh, iMac. I had an iMac, the colorful iMac, the with the little tube iMac, you know, way back when the first iMac first came out, I have a graphite iMac and I bought that when I had to work on a project and I bought that computer so that the project paid for the computer. And fr starting from that point on, I have the Firewire cable that will connect to my um, Hi8 um, camcorder. And that's when I started making movies is I shoot videos and I do some silly stuff. I remember there's a project of me shooting. I just jumped this whole video. I just jumped this whole time and then float through my brother's living room here in America. I just jump, 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 jump. And then in edit, I take out any time I'm on the ground. So I look like I'm floating on the, on, on the, in the air. So that allowed me, that exposed me to, to cre creatively generating content and so if you ask me it's iMovie because <laughs> that was I was first exposed to video is is being able to edit stuff in iMovie easily well I guess I I, I learned editing in college with um, like tape equipment like analog stuff but when when the digital uh, like the software comes into play early I was using like tape deck to edit but when the digital uh, software comes into uh, what we call non-linear editing that's when things get super exciting for me <laughs> I, I think for me I was like back in high school I was like using a software like it's a video editing software like Corel something I'm not sure what Corel? Oh, that that sounds familiar. It's a it's actually a drawing app, right? Corel Draw. Drawing. Yeah, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Another one, but I'm not sure what thing. is the name. Oh, I have it's, forgotten. It's is, a is that on Windows video, or Mac? Uh, for Windows. Avid. Uh, no, another one. Oh, for Start Windows. With... Oh, I don't know. Sorry, never use Windows. <laughs> I think Mac. I got not sure if Mac have it or not. Because I get oh. back then I'm using Windows. It's a video editing software back then. Oh. And I think that it will be my first software that I use to edit video. Back then it was like a very low resolution. Yeah, I mean, it's probably standard definition, 640 by 480 probably. Yeah. Wow, you guys got to know something. I only started learning how to edit video last year. Late boomer. Because, yeah, I, I've never edited videos before. I mean, because in, oh, in yeah. my work, you didn't have to. We, we have our teams, you know, we, we have other people to edit for us. But when I wanted to do my own thing and, and then I had to edit and what was it? iMovie. iMovie yeah, see? Yes. I had to learn. iMovie, iMovie is very powerful. You can, you can, of course, iMovie has changed over time, but still it's a very useful uh, software because you can edit audio with it too. 
I mean, you can't do too much, but you can actually just edit audio and just X or just, uh, um, yeah, audio clips and put together a podcast if you don't want to use other audio editing software like uh, any digital audio wow, workstation. Sound like I missed the show because what when show? I go to Mac, I was like using Final Cut Pro. You, oh, you wow. went straight to it. <laughs> You, wow. now you're just showing off, Johnson. <laughs> remember Wait, Final Cut Express? Do y'all remember Final Express? Cut Express? So they have iMovie, really. Final Cut Express, and then Final Cut Pro. Anyway, distraction. <laughs> you mean you never used, Johnson, you never used iMovie to edit anything before you went straight to... Yes, I went through Ooh. Final Cut. Oh, wow. wow. Very advanced, you. <laughs> but that time was very very old version of Final Cut was like seven probably. Wait, like before Final Cut Pro, before Final Cut yeah, ten. Before Final Cut ten, yes. Okay, so it's probably for seven. Like it is stop at seven, Final Cut seven. Yeah, it's very long time back. Very different. Yep. I'm st I'm still trying to learn Final Cut Pro ten right now. I'm still trying to learn iMovie, so I'll be <laughs> stuck with it. I'll be stuck with it for many years to come. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing. I when when I first started editing using iMovie, it was then that I truly, truly appreciated all our video editors' work. Because it, it took hours, hours, you know, to to edit for a newbie like me. And I know some of our editors, although they're good, they they also have to spend quite a lot of time just to get the the, the pictures right, the visuals right, and new appreciation, learn a yeah. new thing. I, I love editing. I, I, editing is, is I do, I do uh, like my day to day job. I do a lot of editing, and that that is another storytelling tool, right? You some people tell stories with uh, a pen and pencil uh, on paper or keyboard on your computer. An editor can can really craft a story with with just combination series of images and sound combined so yeah I, I i love editing a lot that that's really fun to do for me that's why i don't do it outside of work <laughs> because <laughs> i am one of those people if i think that i do professionally i dabble into things that that got me interested like for instance sound i don't need to do sound at work so when i'm done editing now i want to go dabble into uh, other things i typically don't do things i do at work outside of work i don't know why is that why raymond you never start a, a podcast because that's <laughs> what you do you communicate with your voice as you're right you're right that you're you're absolutely right that could be one of the reasons yeah because it would I'm probably like, almost get, seem like work. I want to get away from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want yeah. my hobby yeah. to be something that I enjoy that doesn't feel like work. Unless yeah. my podcast Ooh. is about some lighter stuff and, you know. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe one day I'll start a podcast. And, yes, and what, yes. what the podcast <laughs> will be will be me uh, reminiscing about the past. <laughs> I, would, I would totally listen to it. I would totally listen to it. I would listen. Think, yeah, that be thinking used to about be that. like this. That used to be like that. That sounds like a, a, <laughs> my father's podcast. <laughs> oh my! God. Oh, your father has a podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just right. saying, like, okay. like that's what. But the, I think there is a market for it, and that's what. That's why <laughs> Penang Hokkien came to be is the ultimate goal is to talk about Penang Hokkien. Sorry, I context. Penang Hokkien is my podcast, uh, Penang Hokkien podcast. You, it, it started because we were reminiscing about old times, Penang specifically, mm. about our high schools. Because our first episodes were, first many, many episodes were discussions with my high school friends. I would call them up. We'll talk, uh, like I told you, like a flip phone. And I would call them one in America, one in LA, and the other one in Malaysia, in Penang. And so I would call three-way call, and we would talk about high school, talk about what we remember Penang used to be, and that resonated with so many people. So I, I think there's that something because it meant so much to us that the 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 energy that we put out there is so genuine about our own 
uh, nostalgia that people resonated. I think so. Definitely, if you you feel like talking about old times, I would totally listen to it. <laughs> Thank you, especially food. Especially food. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we have come to the end of a podcast. Is it? Wow, yeah, time yeah, flies. More than an hour. <laughs> Jonong could go on for another hour. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I haven't yet. laughed that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but one interesting point in whatever we learned, we sh shared today, that is a very good sharing goal. Yeah, I had fun. I have fun. Yeah, it kind was of got fun. me thinking about things that I. So I sometimes took for granted or haven't really sat down and talked about. So yeah, I have fun. And getting to know point. you and Raymond more too. Yeah, I think the main <laughs> point all of us are for Penang. <laughs> yeah! yeah! Penang Pride! <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, and, and of course, let's talk about Raymond. Wait, which side? Raymond. I, uh, I think <laughs> he, said, he said the program's ending. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna extend it. I, I tend to be super bossy. I always think over over people's program. But the thing is, like, I if you tell me one one of these days you'll be on screen. We're speaking of progression of technology and what's available to us. If you tell me one day I'll be next to Raymond Go on a program on you know capture on video, I would tell you you're crazy. But here we are, <laughs> Raymond. And Johnson. But anyway, it's fun. Yeah, Thank I you so much it, for having us. I think yeah, it's, it's fun. Possible for me to imagine that we are able to speak to Raymond personally, are able to speak to you personally, and I think how the social world evolves is so amazing that we can connect each other. Well, I'm so blessed to be connected to both of you. And Johnson, thanks for having me on your first podcast. Uh, awesome. and, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really quite an honor, you know, to be on someone's first podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. And you gone on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. All right. I'm going to end the stream right now. See you on the next stream. And we are going to talk about how how impact of all you in our everyday life. Stay tuned on our next podcast. Bye. Who's your guest? <laughs> <laughs> you just have to stay tuned. Stay <laughs> yeah. tuned. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. It was fun. See you guys. See you, Johnson. See you, Jonong. Bye. Bye.